On this seventh Thursday of Easter, let us pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, I pray not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And I have given them the glory you gave me, so that they may be one, as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be brought to perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me, and that you love them even as you love me. Father, they are your gift to me. I wish that where I am, they also may be with me, that they may see my glory that you gave me, because you love me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world also does not know you, but I know you, and they know that you sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will make it known, that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Over the masses of this week, after the ascension of the Lord, you may say this prayer. You who make us ascend to heaven with you, Lord, have mercy. You may say it at the time of the penitential act, at the beginning as a request, but also as an act of faith. Jesus makes us ascend to heaven with him. What does this mean? What does this truth mean if in reality we are still here with our feet firmly on the ground? How is it that he makes us ascend to heaven with him? Well, clearly this is an expression that affirms a truth that we can only accept by faith and that, on the other hand, is figurative. We are not in heaven as a place, but our lives and souls are within Christ, mystically, as you may say, in a mysterious way for the love that he has for us, because he bought us with his blood, as the Gospel of the Lord reads. Baptism grafted us in Christ. We are part of him, and he remains in us. And because we are part of his body, if he is in heaven, at the right hand of the Father, we are also there in some way. We are loved, protected, cared for, continually saved by him, preserved from the evil one, who wants to snatch us always towards him, or towards the world that forgets about God. Today's glimpses of the Gospel has something to do with this truth of faith. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought that Jesus wants us to be one as he is one with the Father? Knowing that we are not alone, and that Jesus thinks of us and prays for us, does us a lot of good. This makes us trust more in what we don't see, than in what we can see. Knowing that we are one with him, with the Father, and that this is what Jesus desires, that we are one with him, gives us courage to trust that the work of unity is his and not ours. It's very good news knowing that the love by which the Father and the Son love each other can be the same love by which we love each other. This is a gift from God the Father, 
from the Father in heaven to all of us, that we feel one, even in the midst of differences, that we seek to unite in spite of so many divisions and confrontations. It is necessary that we feel like we are one, and that we need to be one every day with Jesus and among ourselves. It is beautiful to relive in our own flesh this scene from today's Gospel, in which Jesus prayed for us, for those who believe thanks to the testimony of the Apostles. Can you imagine Jesus praying for us, that we may be one, that we may leave so much division, that we may love each other as he loved us, that thanks to the message of unity we may help others to believe in him as well? Can you now imagine thousands of Christians who need our prayers, but who, at the same time, are surely praying for you and me? Do you realise that prayer unites and makes us feel one with the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit? If we can speak about God being hurt by something or that Jesus suffers from something, we could say that it is due to the lack of unity and due to not understanding his heart and for often striving to differentiate ourselves while forgetting the essentials. We are not going to mention historical divisions among Christians that still keep us apart and that seemed irreconcilable, even though the Church did and does a lot for unity. It occurs to me that we can think about this even within the Church, where many times we still seem to be on different sides, something we cannot accept. What hurts the family the most are the internal divisions, not the attacks from outside. What hurts the church, your parish, your community, your prayer group the most are the internal and unnecessary divisions. For the world to believe that Jesus is the one sent by the Father, we must love each other as he loves us, with the love that comes from him, with the unconditional love that is always there. Let's try today to step into this wonderful scene of the Gospel. Let's imagine Jesus praying for each one of us, so that we may be one. Let's now imagine that there are thousands of brothers and sisters that need our strength, our prayer, that we feel as one for the world to believe. And at the same time, let's make an effort to avoid any type of division, be it by thoughts, words, in what we have done and in what we have failed to do. It is not worth it because then no one will be able to realise that Jesus loves us. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.